welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Saturday the 19th of August 2017. And I'm delighted to report that I've stopped skiving and I got some writing done today. In fact, not 10 minutes ago that I finished the 5,123 words that I've written today for one fatal error. And it feels really good to get back to the writing. As a regular listener of this diary, you'll know that I get a bit antsy when I can't write uh, every week and I'm not making progress on the books. But I always know in the summer holidays when the family are home, everything's a little bit more difficult. Uh, And of course, this is what people have to deal with all the time as writers. We have to squeeze the time wherever we can. Um, but I'm out of routine in the summer. I'm not good when I'm out of routine. I, I really am a routines guy. I like to know where I am and what I'm doing and what, what's happening on each day. And I usually have this planned out meticulously. But because things are just slightly uneven, uh, things go to pot a little bit over the summer. I have to really be very, very firm with myself about making sure that things get done. And today's been a crazy day because um, I woke up, I woke up really early to about quarter to six. Uh, I hadn't realised it was as early as that. Looked at the alarm and thought, right, I'm getting up. It's a writing day. So I started writing at six and my, you know, I'm just out of bed. My brain was barely going. I'd made a cup of tea, switched the computer on. I'd sat there. Now I'd planned what I was going to write the day before. So by planned, I mean, I knew roughly what was happening in the story but I really struggled to to start writing this morning and um, usually in an hour now I can write 1,700 words when I when I know what, what I'm writing when I know j- roughly what's happening in the plot so um, I'd got to about 1,400 I think by seven o'clock this morning I was running behind and um, we've had quite a big day today because at the time of recording this it's been a level results day today so I wanted to try and get um, two two lots of two hours work done at about 3,400 words before I woke my wife uh, with a cup of tea at eight o'clock because she was doing the A-levels run to school today to get the results. Well, I didn't quite make that target, but I thought this is fine. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. I'll, I'll get the writing done today. And then of course, everybody got up and it was off to school time and my son got his A level results and, um, he, the, the, he got better in one grade and lower in another grade than expected. So we hadn't realized because we're old timers. And when I did my A levels, it all came in on paper about five days afterwards. It's all online these days. I should know I'm a geek, but, um, if we, we didn't even have to go to the school, we could have just checked the UCAS site to find out whether he got in or not anyhow he had got in with the grade so there's all that excitement around uh, my son's a-level results and then I had to sort of sit down and get the writing finished again by midday so it's been a really disrupted day today and um, it's not usually how I write because I, I got those first 3,000 whatever it was words done before I woke my wife up then I've been writing with the door open which is exceptional for me and then maybe writing 200 words nipping out for a quick chat you know, then the phone's gone off. It's just been one of those days today. That is not how I like to do my writing. So I couldn't believe it when we actually got to the, the writing. And it ends on a really, um, where am I up to? End of chapter seven now. So it ends on the kind of the breathtaking moment. I can't remember what they call it in, uh, uh, save the cat. It's the, um, it's the point of no return or whatever they call it, where something drastic's just happened. And, um, and I wrote that. I thought, oh, this is a good scene. I knew this was coming. 
I really enjoyed this scene, this sort of cliffhanger at the end of the chapter. Um, so I'm, I'm very pleased with it. And, and interestingly, by the way, in the book today, if you haven't read Save the Cat, it's, you, you should buy it. You should really read it. It's, it's by Blake Schneider, but it gives you an outline of the kind of format that your story needs to take. And I've read this. I've heard so much about it. I've read this and this is what I kind of work to with my stories now. It works really well for me. And essentially it's a screenwriting book, but it, it's just brilliant for books. But I, I use the, the points in Save the Cat, the, the rhythms, uh, the plot points in the story because it, it just maintains the momentum of the story and I, I hit that plot point today and I, I've got it all mapped out in Scrivener so I know where I have to hit these points so it was very exciting to do but also in this scene today I have my own save the cat scene uh, it's not a cat it's a dog that's been shot so I've I've never written an animal scene before but I mean this is I know it sounds bizarre out of context it does work in the in the story honestly uh, but there are three dogs uh, in, in, in this scenario and, um, and one of them's been shot, so he saves the dog rather than the cat uh, in this scene. I really enjoyed writing that, and it is in sort of homage to save the cat. Um, but it was good fun anyway. It's, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the writing today, even though it was very, very uh, bitty. So, uh, One Fatal Error is now at 36,500 words. I'm writing to, but it'll be over 50. It'll be about 52,000 probably by the time I finish. I always write over 5,000 words, so you know, bit by bit by bit over the 10 weeks, the 10 days that I write, um, I, I I usually generate about an extra 2,000 words, which is fine because they all get cut away in the edit anyway. Um, so the more words, the better as far as I'm concerned. So uh, that's one fatal error. And I am, am I writing next week? Um, no, I'm not scheduled to write next week because on Friday, Burden of Guilt comes back. Now, you know, you could be forgiven for getting mixed up with which book is which and uh i do i wrote the blasted things and i can't remember what they're called um burden of guilt is the last one i wrote it's been with helen fazal my editor it's due back on friday so saturday sunday and monday it's bank holiday monday in the uk and um, i'm sitting down and i'm i'm then going through helen's edits there and getting that ready to publish because that book is released on uh, when is it released? Oh, it's gone. It's in September. September 6th, I'm sure it's, yeah, September 6th, something like that. That book's released very soon. I'm sure I had that written down, but I'm getting mixed up with my books. And strangely, you can forgive me for getting mixed up with my dates because One Fatal Error, which is the book I'm writing at the moment, that goes on pre-sale on October the 8th. So you can, you can forgive me, I hope, for getting completely confused about which book is which and what I'm editing and what I'm writing and which one is getting released and which one's going on pre-sale. So I am a little bit confused about that, but I'm, I'm sure it's going out it's going out imminently. When is it? Come on, Paul, it's on, it's on here somewhere. It's um, it's being released. Oh, there it is. It's the, sorry, I beg your pardon. It's the 14th of September that uh, release, I'm releasing Burden of Guilt. Um, so I basically have that full weekend to go through it and then a couple of weeks to get the edit to the formats, right? And off it goes. It's for sale. So, um, yeah, I am getting a little bit confused as you can tell, but then, you know, this has been the strategy this year. I'm writing four. Well, I don't think it's going to be thrillers now. I think it's going to be three thrillers and one sci-fi. I'm, I'm in the mood for some a palate cleanser. I'm in the mood for writing some sci-fi next. So I think quarter four is going to be a sci-fi book. 
I've got two ideas floating around that I'm quite excited about at the moment. Um, so I'm writing four this year, which is quite a tally. They're all going to be 50,000 words. So, um, you know, it's quite a relentless process through this year of getting the, the books out. But all very exciting and a bank holiday weekend spent writing. Oh, incidentally, um, I, I don't usually sort of mix my my work. So you know that I go into an office and do kind of corporate work, uh, geeky work, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of the week. Um, I don't know how they did it, but they've um, somebody discovered that I write books and... <laughs> <laughs> they've all they've all been having a laugh that there are sex scenes in the book and you know we've all been having a joke in the office about it and uh, checking me out on amazon because they didn't realize i did this I, so i like to keep the parts of my life separate and um so somebody's got off on their summer holes with don't tell meg getting very excited about the sexy bits in it because uh, it is quite a, you know a sexy book and um there's quite a funny review <laughs> which uh, I think it was a three-star, but it was quite a funny review uh, saying that, you know, they're all sleeping with each other, which is pretty well what, you know, Don't Tell Meg is, is about, really. It's about all those, all the mix-up, you know, when people are all bed-hopping and things like that and the, the messed-up relationships and things. Um, so, anyhow, there's great excitement in the office. And I think this book, it was ordered by on paperback. I think it's going to get passed, passed around the office. So it's very nice. I just hope they like it because, you know, if they don't, it's a bit embarrassing. That's why I keep the, the two things separate because, you know, you'll know this if you've got a book out there. People say, oh, I must read the book. And sometimes they read it and there's this sort of stony silence because they they don't enjoy it. And often they might be reading a book in a genre that they've never read before. But for some reason, they expect that because you wrote it magically, they're going to suddenly like a new genre. It doesn't work like that. You know, you either like a book in a genre or you don't. It doesn't matter who wrote it. Um, so, uh, yeah, always a little bit nervous about that, but we'll see. Anyhow, I said to her, she said, oh, will you, you know, can you sign the book for me? I said, well, you might want to send it back for a refund first. Maybe read it first and I'll sign it if you like it. That might be the best way to do it. Um, so that's the writing progress this week. Uh, no writing next week, but editing. So at least I feel I'm, I'm doing something next week. But I am getting to the stage in one fatal error, you know, where, where the action starts to speed up now. Certainly with the thing that's just happened, it's going to be action, action, action all the way now towards the end. And I get to a stage in the books where I'm so darn excited, I just want to write it. Um, so it is a little bit frustrating for me to have to go off and edit one that I've already written, but uh, that's the way it works. You know, everything is planned and I need to get everything out on time. So I shall just continue with the plan and we'll get there. Um, as you know, we're in summer holiday mode in the teak house at the moment. So not that much is getting done. Um, I'm, I'm continuing to do the podcast interviews, of course. This week, I interviewed Laura Reed. Laura Reed is a new author, has one book out, is currently writing the next. It took Laura, I did tease her about this a little bit, it took her 10 years to write the first book. I mean, she wasn't going at it solidly, obviously, for 10 years. Um, but uh, it took 10 years to get the first book out. And I met Laura. She took uh, part in one of my thriller Insta freebie giveaways. And um, I sort of clocked the people who did you know, really well in the giveaways and the people who have the nicer covers, you know, the people are obviously more switched on. I thought all oh, these are all great people to interview for the podcast. So uh, Laura, I got in touch with and we recorded earlier on in the week on Tuesday. That's a great interview. Again, you know, you're just, just lovely information tips, how she does things, how she gets around things. And also, by the way, Laura, as part of bootstrapping her, her indie author career, she also designs book covers. So she does that as a service too. So we talk about design as well in that interview. Um, 
delighted again to let you know that I've now done four weeks of exercise, so 12 exercise sessions over the past month. Uh, I said at the beginning when I was setting my goals for this quarter that I would I was going to do two exercise sessions, but in actual fact, I've beaten that. Three's my happy number. Um, so I've done three a week for the last four weeks, and I basically, I'm up and exercising uh, every day that I'm in the office because, again, a man of routine, it, I just know that I could do it in that time. Um, again, that's good to be challenged when my youngest son goes back to school, but I think it'll all still work. I'm sure it'll all time and we'll all be out of the house in time uh, in the mornings. So um, I couldn't do it when I had two kids going out to school, but I've only got one going out to school in the mornings now, so it should all work. But you know, that exercise is really important. I feel great when I do it. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to much more audio now. Um, so, you know, I'm just happy when I exercise. So I need, really need to keep this momentum going. I think it's really good for us as authors to get that exercise. And to be honest with you, it's just great thinking time too. You know, I have a lot of my ideas. I work out a lot of my plot problems in the shower and when I'm exercising. So it's really valuable time um, for that as well. My MailChimp book is doing well. Now, when I say doing well, you know, we're not going to be on a USA best selling list or whatever it is uh, with this book but um I, I wrote the book and launched it i've done no promotion on it particularly at all and um it just keep it sort of keeps selling and it's a paperback the paperback's selling um and i'm not doing anything it's just selling so this has to be and interestingly um when you listen to dave chesson's interview in a couple of weeks time we talk about keywords and non-fiction and this has to be the keyword, it has to be the word MailChimp that people are searching for. This is, this is, I'm assuming this is how they're finding it because with no promotion, they just must be going to Amazon, putting MailChimp in there and, and my book must be coming up because there's nothing else to drive traffic to that. I've, I've got a few promos on Twitter, but I can't believe that that would generate the, uh, the traffic to that. And it's, it's funny with these nonfiction books. You know, I was thinking about it today and talking to Dave Chesson. That interview will run in a couple of weeks time. Just thinking, you know, my nonfiction gets bloody great reviews. <laughs> I, I, I really do. You know, all the struggles that we have as, as, as fiction authors and, you know, we want to cry, in, cry a little into our manuscripts every time we see, you know, bad reviews or, or scathing reviews. And, and, you know, to be fair, I, I don't really, I don't really have that many of those. I don't, I don't think I've even got any terrible scathing reviews. You know, it's just people who didn't like the book. I think is the worst I've got so far. Touch wood. Um, but I just don't get that with my nonfiction. And my nonfiction, I just get virtually. You know, other other than that, I think there's one guy who reviewed the email book who was just frankly bemused. And I'm trying to get that um, review gone because it's just it's nonsense. It doesn't even make sense. Uh, it's like it was done with a, some sort of spinner or some. Uh, um, review generator or something it doesn't make sense so i discount that one so moving that it's just it's virtually all five star reviews with the odd you know four thrown in but nothing really negative in there at all uh in fact effusive uh feedback and i do always think to myself you know paul should you just shut up put up write non-fiction you know, would you sell more books this way because remember i haven't checked this i must check this recently but uh my facebook uh, guide was my bestseller until fairly recent. I find that hard to believe now. We don't tell me. I, I can't believe that would be my bestseller now, but it certainly was until uh, I started doing the thrillers. 
Um, so, so they just sort of sell themselves those books. And, and the Facebook one, I very clearly marked it as 2016 updated, and that's selling still too. Um, so they work really well. The Facebook, particularly the Mailchimp and the WordPress, sells itself too. I've had a couple of examples too because I do this corporate work. I mean, I, I contacted a, a, a client. I, I take on a bit of client work every now and then, and um, usually I just do you know an hour here, an hour there, just using. They just get me for help with Facebook pages and websites and things like that. But it's just it's quite a useful way for me to just fill in. If I got two hours in an afternoon, maybe I'm doing something in the morning. Just a way of me earning money in 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 the, the, those hours. And I, you know, I can, it's just a couple of hours here and there. So I, I find it really useful, but I've had a couple of people that I've worked with recently who've gone out and bought the books, you know, because I've booked a session with them. They bought the book. So the, the, the client work works really well. I just had an email this morning from somebody who I'm, I'm making an appointment with. So oh yeah, I'm, I'm working my way through the, the book. I'll, when we have the appointment, I'll have some questions to ask you, which, you know, which is fabulous. So the nonfiction does work very well for me, except I keep resisting it. So, um, you know, Maybe there is something to think about there. I, I, I'm very keen to get um, my books up to a stage. So I, I want to write another sci-fi, which is probably coming up before Christmas, then another thriller. That gives me the configuration of fiction books that I want. Then it's all up for grabs. From March 2018, I will be, you know, everything's up for grabs then. Podcast, the kind of books I write, what I'm going to write, if I'm going to write. It's all getting a complete overhaul and reconsideration in March. And uh, I was really pleased, actually, to listen to Joanna Penn's podcast this week. I mean, we, uh, Joanna, I'm interviewing. Is it next week I interview Joanna? Yeah, I'm interviewing Joanna next week. We give her loads of plugs on this show. But, you know, she really is, if you haven't checked out her podcast, she's the destination that you need to head for because, the you know, the content, the outlook is great. Her honesty is great. It's just a really good podcast if you're into self-publishing. But Joanna is, is way ahead of me. You know, I'm specifically targeting people who are in those really, really early days. With Joanna, you'll get stuff that's way ahead. Um, and, and that's a good thing, uh, in a good way. Um, so it's a di- di- different target audience. But one of the things, you know, she was saying today is, I think, um, or in this week's podcast, it was her anniversary. And she, she even reviews, she said this week, I don't know whether it was like a throwaway comment, but she said she even reviews the marriage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're on year I think she's on year 11 and she's renewing the marriage for another year which you know kind of makes sense doesn't it? It, it it sort of makes sense in that you should be doing everything in, in an active way you know you shouldn't be trudging along with stuff that needs jettisoning but I've never heard people sort of talk about marriage getting a review like that so all right you know are we renewing the season for for another year or not or should we just call it quit so uh, that did make me sort of titter but uh, you know I, it's I think the instincts are completely right you know you shouldn't be doing anything just because you're ticking along um but i think how many years have i been married now it's quite a lot of years now um 20 whatever it is 27 28 you know so um it just made me titter to to to, to hear that so anyhow um you know joanna the, the point of me telling you that is that joanna just reviews everything she constantly reviews things and, and, and i'm i've got a big review coming up in march and i committed to this course um I can't remember when I committed to it, certainly the beginning of this year. Uh, I'm going to get that configuration of books done. But by that stage, you see, I have a lovely configuration of nonfiction, thrillers, and sci-fis. And, you know, frankly, you know, many people don't write that number of books in a whole writing career. So I, I could walk away from it at that stage and say, you know, I am a writer. I will have, what, 12, 12, uh, to be 12 books. Uh, no, hang on, 14. Yeah, four, seven sci-fis, seven thrillers. That's 14 plus three 
three non-fictions that are up to date and seven non-fictions. It'll be 21 books in all, I think I have then. I think that's right. So tw- 21 books plus three or four that are uh, written under uh, mystery names, pseudonyms, um, which are all live at the moment. So, so 24, 25 books maybe at that stage. You know, that's more than many people write in a lifetime. So if I did decide to take a break or call it quits in March and just, you know, focus on something else for a year or two, I'm still an author. Uh, I can still market my work and maybe just take a break from the writing. So it is all up for grabs in March. And, and obviously, as a listener to this podcast diary, you'll hear every step, every procrastination, every delay, every mind change uh, along the way. And, you know, generally speaking, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get the work done and we'll, we'll bang out the products and, and there will be progress. You know, it might not always be the progress that I said I was going to create, but there will be progress. But I am committed to that course. You know, I want to have the seven sci-fis, the uh, I need a I need a standalone sci-fi because one of the uh, it's not an error but one of the things I realised in writing in trilogies trilogies are all very nice but it's it's hard you can't market books two and three in a trilogy you have to market book one all the time and I, I want to have a standalone sci-fi that I can market you know put it on promos and things like that that then leads very clearly into the secret bunker of the grid trilogy I just need that for marketing purposes so I do need another standalone sci-fi book in my armory that needs to get written and and i don't particularly need another thriller but um i do want to be able to package the thrillers as two box sets so there's the don't tell meg trilogy there'll be dead of night burden of guilt one fatal error as a box set and then i'd like to have uh, one other book there um as my kind of my my freebie my my giveaway book my you know my leads capture book that then leads you into the two box sets so that's the big game plan up to march 2018 um what else do i need to tell you about this week uh i need to thank two people um pip and andrew for their reviews i get i've got some software i can't even remember the name of it that just emails me when i've got new reviews on the podcast and um you know, I've got to thank you if you've left a review for this podcast. Thank you so much because they're all five-star reviews. And we must be up to, I don't know how many we've got. It must be up to about 12 five-star reviews and some just lovely uh, comments from people who, who really, you know, obviously value um, the tone of the podcast um, and the content of the podcast. So um, thank you so much if you've left a review. If you haven't left a review and you do enjoy the podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review. Uh, you know, it just helps. Every little bit helps. Um, and it just, you know, helps to differentiate when people are looking on iTunes and deciding what to subscribe to or not. If you've got a load of good five-star reviews there, it doesn't have to be a five-star, you know, just a hopefully a positive review. Um, it just makes the difference between thinking, shall I pass it by or shall I subscribe? The podcast is growing. It's growing steadily rather than fast, but it is growing and every little bit helps, as I say, with the review. So thank you ever so much, Andrew and Pip, for leaving those reviews. I really appreciate that. It's it's really helping. Uh, and uh, thank you also to Pip, who um, sent me an image for Twitter of going for a walk. It was a lunchtime writing break. Well done, Pip. That's uh, you know a bit of exercise, taking the dog for a walk, I think it was, uh, getting some fresh air, you know, moving around, getting the heart going. It's good for all of us. We need to do that as writers because otherwise we become too sedentary. But lovely. Uh, Pip's in New Zealand, by the way. So lovely to see your walk there, Pip. And again, uh, I'll mention this from time to time. 
right now. If you're listening to the podcast and you're plugged into your phone, just get your phone, take a photo, share it with me on Twitter and just let me know how you're listening to the podcast and where in the world you're listening to the podcast because it's fascinating. It's just lovely to see where you're all listening. So thank you very much for that support. Pip's a great supporter of the podcast and has been a previous uh, guest. So if you want to check out that interview, you can. But thank you. You know, We've got a lovely little, they call it a tribe, isn't it? Seth Godin calls it a tribe. I'm not really keen on that term. We've got a lovely group of people who are really supportive supportive of the podcast that I'm talking to all the time. It's really lovely um, to be growing that and to be talking to everybody. So next week's uh, diary is probably, it might be a little bit late. I got a funny week next week. I can't tell you why, but I'm traveling and need to be somewhere and uh, I might be getting back late on Friday night. So I might have to record next week's podcast diary on Saturday morning. Um, I usually have it, you know, in the pot by close of play on Friday. Don't think I'm going to be able to do that next Friday. So if it's not there at the normal time, I usually publish it at five o'clock a.m. UK time. And depending on where you are in the world, you might pick that up, uh, you know, as, as it as it goes live. So if it's not there at the regular time next week, don't panic. It will be, but I'm I think I'm going to have to next week, you know, get up, record it, process it, and then make it live. So it might be. I have to say to you, don't get too worried if it's not there by midday it'll be there by midday um and i might get it there on friday we'll just have to see how friday pans out but uh, it will be a little bit later so please don't worry about that if that's the case um on monday's diary not diary on monday's podcast i should say the regular podcast episode we're up to episode 77 on monday 21st of august and that is going to be with morgan bailey now morgan um morgan's kind of all over writing um She's a multi-genre author, writes poetry, a freelance editor, a tutor, a, a writer's forum magazine columnist, a blogger, a speaker, a competition judge, a co- the co-founder of a, a writing group, um, and she's one of the 2018 NAWG Fest tutors um, with a Editing Your Fiction weekend residential course. So, you know, really, if it's to do with writing, Morgan is involved in it. Now, I met Morgan in March of this year. It seems ages ago. I can't believe it's this year. But I met Morgan at the Crime and Publishment event at Gretna Green, or just outside Gretna Green, this year in March. Uh, we had a chat, had a yak. And, and as I tend to when I'm networking, I say to somebody, oh, you're very interesting. Can I interview you for the podcast? And it's taken me this long to pin Morgan down and to get Morgan uh, recorded for the podcast. Great interview. Really, really interesting. Uh, Morgan's been at it for, for years, been writing and editing for years. Um, and, and, you know, really seen it all, done it all, you know, know knows an awful lot, highs, lows. All, all of that sort of stuff. A really, really interesting interview. Quite a different interview from what I normally do because I normally talk to people who are just, I say just authors, but they, they are only writing. It's nice for me to throw in people who are you know, editing, creating covers, doing the, the, the backup side of the business as well. But Morgan's interested because she also writes. So she's got both perspectives on it. Anyhow, highly recommended interview for you on monday that's going to be episode number 77 on the 21st of august that's it for paul's podcast diary this week i will be back with you next saturday remember possibly a little bit later but in the meantime i hope you have a great week of writing speak to you soon thanks for listening to paul's podcast diary make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.